the year was 1778. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. A letter of Mark came from Welcome to My Mind is a Collier's Mansion, the podcast that discusses anything, everything, and nothing that affects firefighters. I'm your host, John Gannon. This episode, we're going to be talking about timing. Shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier, the last of Barrett's privateers. Oh, well, Sid Barrett cried the tongue. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. For 20 brave men, all fishermen, who would make for him the antelope's crew. God damn them all. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns. Shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man. Man on a Halifax pier, the last of Barrett's privateers. The antelope sloop was a sickening sight. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke. I had a great show planned for you today. We're going to talk about mentoring, developing people, and the things that you can do and things to not do to uh, help somebody succeed in their career. But then somebody asked me a question. They played the uh, the video from Fire Department Chronicles. Uh, Jason talks about mental health and it's okay to not be okay, and you know you needing to get help and everything. And they asked me, like you know, it's okay to not be okay, but for how long? My mind was blown. Like, what do you mean for how long? And they asked. They said, well, is it ten years? Is it? Five years? Is it three months? When is it okay for it to end or not end? Or is it okay for it to not end? So I sat and pondered this for a while and really just sat and thought. And I don't have an answer for that. I really don't. Uh, I look back at the things in my life, the things that I've had go wrong and the things that I've done, and there are a lot of deep-seated problems, a lot of deep-seated memories. You know, you talk about uh, therapy and dealing with childhood problems. Adults constantly, you know, everything can regulate and correlate back to your upbringing, back to the way that you were raised, back to what your parents did, you know, your, your coping mechanisms that you built over the lifetime that you've lived. And some of those things just never get resolved. I get that. I understand. I just I just didn't know how to answer this question. So I thought and thought. I'm like, well, you know, let's look at my own life. 20 years ago, on October 1st, 2000, uh, I had a son. He was born, stillbirth, uh, full term to the day. He was a beautiful, beautiful red-headed boy. Um, Noah Matthew. 20 years later, it still affects me. It still hurts me. I still get very sad thinking about it, thinking about the life that he could have had or he would have had. Uh, you know, there's that, there is a very deep seated sadness that just never goes away. I have tattoos. I recently went and got a tattoo with my daughter. Um, we both got the tree of life. I have it on my calf. She has it on her back. And I have a, a red leaf that's fallen and separated from the tree as a representative of of him. You know, that's, that's the, the family member that's not here anymore. 
I've done therapy. I've done medication. I've, I've a lot of soul searching, trying not to lay blame on anybody or any one particular thing because I can't, but it's tough. It's extremely tough to get past that. Something that, something like that. I just don't know how to answer this person's question. So looking at that as an example, you know, it's 20 years. Next year will be 21 years. Every October, the beginning of October and the fall is the worst time of the year for me. I struggle. I get depressed. My anxiety goes through the roof. I really have a hard time focusing, really have a hard time just functioning some days. You know, the physical illness, that depression is really rears its head. I find myself just laying on the couch, binge watching Netflix until I have to go to work, force myself to get up, force myself to go to work, to interact with people, to be a decent human being, trying to be a good husband, try to be a good father to my two wonderful children. They see it as a brother they never got to meet. It still causes sadness for them, even though they weren't, they weren't even born yet. But they see it as a family member. They see him as a family member. 20 years. I'm expecting any day, or I, I had expected any day for the longest time, that it would just be okay. And I would just end up, the, the negative thoughts, the, the problems, everything just wouldn't be there anymore. I haven't hit that point yet. 20 years. You know, 20 years of, of struggling some days. In February of 2016, uh, my third day as the officer in charge of the fire station in my shift, we had a, an accident on a highway, limited access highway that we responded to. During the operations while we were there, a car came through our accident scene and um, ended up hitting four of us. Subsequently, the a lady who was standing next to me, she died. Uh, the trooper who was standing next to her, I don't know if he's made a full recovery or not. And the other guy, I believe he has. But what it did also is it created a lot of mental anguish, a lot of mental injuries. Stuff that we don't see as a physical injury, so it's hard to comprehend. I've talked to numerous people about it, and they're like, well, you know, why don't you just get over it? Why don't you, you guys did everything right, you sounded great on the radio, you managed the mayday, why, why can't you just get over it? And I don't know. I just can't. I teach about it. I have put together classes on highway safety, on PTSD and trauma, and presented in front of crowds of you know, at, at our fire chief's conference and station training and still hearing that audio, the radio traffic, still remembering all of it, still brings back all these memories and still they all rush back, you know, and that's four years ago now, soon to be five years ago, We're coming up on the uh, anniversary of that in February. You know, I don't, I don't think that there's a, an answer to the, to the question of how long your, your mind is what it is. I talk to a lot of people on anniversary dates of uh, tragic events. Um, we've had some TAC medics who've had some issues, um, you know, family members who have died, 
things like that. I had put them notes in my calendar. Hey, touch base with so-and-so today because of this. You know, touch base with so-and-so today because of that. And I find that I'm hoping that it helps them. I'm hoping that it helps them realize that there are people who care. And I'm one of them. And they can talk to me at any time. They usually reply back with a thanks. You know, it's another year. It's still hard. But I, I, I think it, it helps. You know, when people say, hey, you know, to me, when Noah's birthday comes around, they say, you know, thinking of you, you know, it shows to me that people actually do care. And they care about me. They care about my girls. These things, they just, sometimes they don't go away. If you look at um, therapy modalities and different types of treatments, there's a few things that, that kind of uh, stick out, and it goes right along with this topic. If you look at uh, EMDR, it's moving the eyes back and forth to a tempo and recalling the, the event. They say it can be very harsh. It brings back you know, a flood of memories, and you're reliving the, the, the event in the moment. But it helps. It's these, if you think of a, a scar, you know, this is scar tissue in our brain, these memories, these events. And somehow we have to minimize the damage the scar tissue is doing. If you were to ever look at a alcoholic's brain or a brain that's been riddled with Alzheimer's, um, you will see that all those crevices and valleys and stuff in the brain, they're separated. That connective tissue isn't there. It's kind of like it's almost dried out. Uh, when the, it gets preserved, that's kind of you know the same the same thing. Those these events are those points in our brain that need mending, that need specific treatment to get rid of that. So we'll call it scar tissue. Um, there, so there's EMDR. There's another one that's I've heard has really great reviews about. It's called brain spotting. It uses the same techniques as EMDR, but when the therapist sits there and watches your brain, watches your eyes. When you talk about a specific moment, you know, your eyes going back and forth will hesitate and that's where they'll stop and they'll concentrate on that. So it helps process that memory completely, it helps make those, those connective tissues whole again and gets rid of that scar tissue. It works. There's been great reviews, great positive things said about it. EMDR is now one of the, I think, mainline therapies for veterans coming back from the war. Because it, they, it helps them. It truly helps process those memories and get those things out and, and get rid of that scar tissue, we'll call it. Talk therapy, I think, is a, is a great benefit as well. We uh, Just talking about it, remembering the event. Not remembering it in a bad way, but remembering it in a good way. Whether it's I survived, whether it's you know my life has changed for the good since then. You know, things like that, you got to look at the positive. You got to look at the, the the life after this stuff. You know, we we as a fire service constantly dwell on these things because we don't ever process them. We don't ever talk about them. You know, going back to the fire station to the kitchen table after you're done with a call that's bad, and just sitting around and processing and talking about it, we sometimes don't get that chance, don't get that opportunity because. We're off to the next call. We're off to the next problem. And we haven't worked through and solved our own. So just talking to somebody, 
seems to be a good theory or good thought process. I guess what uh, it all comes down to is, you know, we say it's okay to not be okay, but it's okay to not be okay until you can be okay. Peer support, we don't try to fix the problem. We don't try to solve the issue. And I know that goes against the grain for what firefighters are, because when we get called somewhere, we're there to fix the issue. That's our job. That's our calling. But with mental health, it's not necessarily fixing the issue or fixing the problem. It's giving somebody the tools to be able to manage it and deal with it in a healthy way. Healthy coping mechanisms, not bad coping mechanisms. But in a healthy way, manage and cope with these problems. Because we have long lives we need to live. We have long careers that we need to have. And we need to be able to get through this stuff together. Peer support for me started after my incident on 288 on the highway and has really taken off. Um, I found that it's something that I want to do, something I want to help people with because I don't want them to experience the things that I've experienced. I don't want them to experience the nightmares, the night terrors, the sleepwalking, the yell, waking up screaming, you know, the depression, the anxiety, the, the thoughts that you know, every time I'm out there on a highway, every person out there is going to try and kill me. I don't, I don't want people to have to deal with that. So I'd like to teach about it. You know, these are the watchouts. These are the lookouts. I recently put together a program on highway safety, and it incorporates some videos. It incorporates radio traffic from my incident, and it incorporates a lot of lessons learned, things to avoid, things to do, ways to do them. You know, nothing set in stone, but they're they're pretty good tips because I don't want to have to see anybody experience what I've had to experience what I know my crew had to experience that day and what some of them are still dealing with and living with it's not fun I get that so to answer that question about timing and when there is no answer it's going to be unique and different for each person in each situation and all I can do is help you and hope that some of the things that I do might be able to help you. And if not, recommend a professional that might be able to help you and give you tips and tricks and things that you can do. Uh, I hope that by talking about this topic, we, we bring out the light, we get rid of that stigma, and we make it okay to talk to each other about it. I know it helps. It has to help. We have each other. We're a brotherhood. We're a family. We need, we need this for each other. Thank you all for listening. I truly do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to, go over to anchor.fm forward slash mmcm and leave me a voice message. Tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Just let me hear from you. I appreciate you. Thank you. On the king's birthday we put to sea I wish I was in Sherbrooke now Where were 91 days to Montego Bay Pumping like madmen all the way God damn them all I was told we'd cruise the seas For American gold we'd fire no guns Shed no tears Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier The last of Barrett's brave tears 
On the 96th day, we say,